I don't know. I've been uh, do- doing a lot of things before NFTs. I've been into social media marketing. I've been into editing. I've been into cinematography. I've been into a lot of things. So I've been trying a different, different, different things, and it's kind of my thing. Like I like trying out new things. So uh, first, I was into like when I was fourteen, fifteen. I was into videography and editing. So I was doing these uh, YouTube videos and all that. Even my teachers used to, you know, uh, like, like. they restrict me from uploading videos on youtube because I, i i didn't do well in school so they're like they're forcing me not to do it because they're like they directly say me you are you're not going to be successful by doing this so i was like okay whatever and i still upload so yeah i've been doing that and then uh yeah it's just social media stuff like I, i've been obsessed with social media since i was a kid so it's like i turned the obsession into something like really good you know like to make money not to just waste time so yeah i still love social media so i was just browsing browsing and last year i was working at this uh, at this startup i was a co part of the team but it's like i didn't get paid because i volunteered to you know uh work for free so i because i wanted to move out from my home like my parents house so i moved out i stayed there i worked for a year for free as a creative director and uh an editor and uh Yeah, after that, it's been a year, and I didn't get paid. I was living in a shitty apartment, eating dirt, and all that. It was nice. I wanted that experience. So uh, yeah, after that, I I felt like it. It is, you know, I don't know. It, it's not my thing. Like I lost my passion for videography. It. It was just a. I don't know. Just a transition in my life. But anyways, and then I was doing social media stuff again, like early twenty twenty one. uh to make a quick bug uh however i heard about nfts like in 2020 late to 2020 but i didn't have any money i didn't have uh time so i didn't actually take the time to you know research about it so after that i, I after i came home i had time i had enough time to you know look into it so yeah i didn't have any money but still i was doing research and joining these discord groups like connecting with people and learning you know So the only problem was I didn't have any money to buy an NFT, but I knew all about NFTs. So what I did was uh, I reached out to these small projects. Like, like when it was early, people make uh, Twitter accounts and all that. Like a project has a Twitter account now, you know. So I was like, I I, I DM like fifty hundred uh, Twitter accounts with these uh, NFT names and all that, like these projects. Uh, and then I was like, I, I was reaching out to them like, hi, like I, I've been doing social media stuff since this, this, that, that, that. Like I, I just showed like my work, and then they were interested in like you know getting my services as a social media marketer. So uh, in return, I didn't ask for any money. In return, I didn't ask for anything but an NFT because I didn't even have gas money. So yeah, so yeah, I did that, and, and then I did the same for Ethereum. and then i got something you know my first nft and then i started flipping uh so i was flipping nfts since then and then uh when i was in this community like we friends when they first started they had this discord right so i i was there hustling you know like trying to earn something as well as learn something and then these two people on their discord uh saw me grinding and they offered me like 4.1 ethereum which is like 15 lakh sri lankan rupees 
which is almost like nine laps there. I don't know. <laughs> so they afforded me that, like they gave me that. And I was like shocked because I've never seen that kind of money. And like they gave me to buy a V-friend because like Gary V's community is like amazing, you know, like positive and like it's just different and they help each other. And like even now, like because of that, like my life ha- has been changed. Like, like, like even I help people now because I don't know, it's it, like someone can change someone's life in social media. So it's amazing. Hey, that, 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 that seems like a very uh, <laughs> complete rollercoaster. Like not, and I, I guess rollercoaster might be an understatement for that because that went through like a couple of phases, went through a lot of different situations. So that, that's really good. Uh, it like really feels good that you are in this place and you're kind of very prominent personality in the NFT space as well. So uh, now like starting with that, like when you entered like uh, the cryptocurrency world, when you entered into the NFTs world, what was the first, uh, like a point of intrigue? Like what did, in what, how NFTs intrigued you so much? Like what aroused your interest so much that you wanted to learn more about them? I, I mean, I, as I said, I was always into social media. So when I heard about blockchain and NFTs, like I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> And uh, like, was there someone like who inspired or increased your interest like tenfold when you uh, entered the space? Like someone who? Yeah, it is Gary V. <laughs> like I've been following him for years, and when he talked about NFTs, like yeah, it is going to happen. The change is coming. I knew. Yeah, I also remember like uh, going to Gary V's uh, like videos which he posted on Instagram, then some of his the uh, interviews on podcasts as well. And then the big yeah. uh, sale of, I guess it was Beeple's sale, which actually got the interest of a lot of people because it caught the eye, yeah, yeah. Uh, eye of every people. Like $69 million were actually catch a lot of eyes, not going to lie. Yeah, it, it so, was an Indian who bought it, right? Yeah, yeah, it was an, uh, a non-resident yeah. Indian who bought it. And yeah. I guess that guy just bought it because he had Ethereum lying around and he just liked it. Okay. But yeah, people are weird. Yeah, yeah. He, are... he, he, he wanted to have a record. <laughs> yeah, there are various kind of weird uh, things which people actually like. So we can't just go and justify them all. But again, like from your normal life, because I was going through your uh, like your Twitter feed, then your website. And then I noticed that you were uh, kind of finding gigs on Fiverr. As you said, you had an interest in social media marketing, uh, videography and video editing. So how did you go from like finding five gigs to this, like collecting some amazing art space? So from the A point to this B point, like what kind of things you learned uh, about the NFT space and the community? It is all about the community, but there are like, you know, projects who put the front, like they, they just show it is about the community and then they, you know, uh, it is they, they do it for the money. So it's like you had to do a lot of research. That's what I learned because even, even if it is a NFT project by a celebrity, it can still be rock pulled, you know? They still, you know, they sell it and then the next day it is that. So research is very important. That's what I learned. And like, uh, you notice, uh, you actually mentioned that you are kind of a camera shy uh, of a person. Like, I, I can understand. Like, whenever I'm talking to someone like uh, new, I, I can feel like a sense of shyness. It, it even happened like when uh, I was interacting first on Twitter or on Discord servers, which have joined. So did you also feel that kind of 
shyness or like some setbacks when you interacted in the community like some setbacks you faced when you started exploring this uh, like different genre i mean no because it was on social media and i didn't have to show my face or i didn't have to talk so it's like i'm a text poet i i like texting <laughs> i i connect more by texting rather than you know talking one to one uh now like these were the kind of questions uh like we wanted to ask like because you actually answered it perfectly in your introduction <laughs> your introduction well, while you were I mean, that was yeah i saw my questions getting ticked off automatically i was like oh all the questions which i wrote for the initial comment are just ticked off like that's good so i think we can also say that uh, the shyness thing isn't valid because he has been into yeah. social media for quite some long time now so you know he's very much used to it at this point it's his thing yep exactly exactly so now like to the most highlighted questions which took me quite some time to write an art back so now this questions i as an collector and as like a person who has a kind of experience in the nft community so i'll start with like uh, buying artwork so what makes you buy a particular like a buy a particular artwork like how is the actual process which goes on in your head let's say you see an artwork on open sea and how do you go from seeing it to actually buying and owning it like how the process goes in your head okay so it is like if i want to support someone i look at the art but if it is about flipping it, it if if it is about making money i don't look at the art at all like whatever it is if it's a tree i would buy it if it's a stone i would buy it right so it is like making when when it comes to making money you have to see the community like how much people are interested in it and how much people are talking about it and like you know if there's a secondary market like how is the secondary market doing and all that so there's one more question like you mentioned like there are two phases of it like if you really want to invest in that particular artwork or if you are just flipping an nft for money so let's say if you are investing in a particular artwork which you uh, found on nft so uh do you like run an extensive background check on the artist as well yeah i i mean i mean it, it is two, two different things right like there are artists who does real art as well as like project who does a, like a, like have road map and a bigger purpose you know like there's art and there's a token of for whatever the project is like if they want to like they, they have road map right so so i i'm not much into art so it's like if i'm buying art I, i'll buy it to support the artist like if i so so him or her on twitter i'll just go and buy it to support them and so now i know you mentioned like don't ask me questions like what is nft but let's say there is like someone in the audience who is like very much new to this like like i was like month ago how would you explain gas fees to them gas fee is the transaction fee it is it is simply simply like if you are buying something on if you are sending money on paypal to someone you have to pay a fee so it's that simple you are paying for the process like the computing power to process that transaction okay and when it comes to gas fees uh so this is like a very silly question but when it comes to gas fees do you wait for a particular moment when the gas fees are low uh so that you can buy a particular artwork or flip a particular nft i mean it is good to wait but my like it is one of my weaknesses 
patience. I, I don't have any patience. So I just buy it whatever the price is. So uh, again, like just from experience, like if, because you have interacted with a lot of collectors, do you think a lot of collectors, you know, wait for uh, gas fees to be low? I mean, yeah. If they can't actually afford it, it is. It, it depends, right? If 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 you know the secondary market is gonna be valuable than the actual NFT, which is minting right now, of course you are willing to pay more than a certain amount to get it because you know it will be profitable than the uh, gas fee and the cost. So I was actually going through like a lot of Discord servers yesterday, and. Uh... Uh, there were a lot of like some speculations like oh we do, do not need to because i was in this one particular discord server i guess this is one of the really good friends of gary v or something i don't quite remember i have to open my discord for that but uh for someone uh, who's new into this space how much do you think interacting in the community for example on twitter not just discord let's say for twitter because twitter is a widely used platform matters the most so how much do you think interacting in the community matters uh, uh, on Twitter or anywhere in the NFT space? It is very important because as I said, the most important thing is research. So to do research, you have to connect with people. You have to ask, like, at least if you know a good flipper, if you ask him what are you going to mint next to make profit, he'll tell you, right? So interacting is like very important. Uh, okay. So now... Um, as really like this is one of like some questions which are going to be like very brief. So let's say there is someone in the audience who wants to mint their uh, first NFT, and because like I talked to some few people who like who are my good friends and they want they are NFT photographers and they wanted to mint their first NFT. So the first question which actually popped there in their mind was what platforms. So do you think are like the platforms uh, are an important aspect to consider? when someone is mending for the first time? Kind of, right? It is like, if you go to OpenSea, like everybody's on OpenSea. Like if you see Foundation and the other platforms like Vazirex, like Vazirex is mainly based in India. So if you upload it on Vazirex, like mint it on Vazirex, uh, you, you can't actually get the other audience who is already in the OpenSea space, right? So it's like, if you, if you mint it on OpenSea, of course there's a massive audience that who will like actually see the work that you have done. And so it also matters like because Vazirex is based in India, the gap, like the total transactional fees as compared to OpenSea would also be less, right? Yeah, yeah, it is very less. Okay, that's also a point. And uh, then, uh, so this is one of the important questions which kind of is thrown around, it's kind of debatable as well. And I would love to know your like thoughts on this. Um, it is like, as a collector, what would you suggest? Minting your best shots, like um, minting the good shots you have uh, as they are created. So like you uh, click the shot and it's like, oh, it's a really good shot. So do you suggest minting that? Or would you suggest uh, taking enough time on the best shots and then minting the best shot? So in a nutshell, I guess I'm asking like, quality over quantity, what would you prefer? Yeah, like I'm not into like individual artists and buying individual pieces, you know, I, I search for projects and I buy like from the project, you know, because like there, there are people who is like very focused on like individual one-of-ones and all that from artists. But anyways, if you are, uh, the question was, 
the question was uh should would you consider like minting less like quality or quantity i guess that's what my question in a nutshell would be like quality or quantity what would you prefer like for someone oh yes so if you are an individual of course like the quality matters right like you have to put your best out there and you can make a collection out out of all your best pieces and someone would be interested when you tell your story on twitter and uh, like towards the end so there's this some foundation artworks i see where how how like i just wanted to know like this is a very again one of the silly questions which i asked like i guess me and kanishka were uh, just going through different foundation artworks that day and some of the artworks like from even our perspective we didn't get to know like we saw some artworks were like really out of the world very unique and they had bits going on yes but there were some artworks which had a bits of like 15 20 ethereums and we didn't really get to see like the meaning out of it there was not much even on the artwork it was just some random lines i guess which were drawn uh, i mean yeah yeah so like okay so it all comes to the person right like imagine me telling my story and i'm saying this nft will be my piece of share that you can buy and i'll be big in the future so buy this share so if you tell the story so whatever it is if i even if i draw a stick man you would buy it i guess that's one thing and then two other things uh, which we just wanted to ask and uh, i guess these are kanishka's question so i guess kanishka want to ask about third world oh yeah it is my project a project not a individual like one of one so anything so yeah we are working on it and I- I've been working on it for like three to four months now. Uh, anyways, w- what I did was I found passionate people um, and made them co-founders. And then what I'm trying to do is like mix all of our passions and like bring it bring bring it out as a project. You know, game, games, Pokemon cards, sports cards, and all that. So like it is like you buy something for a low price and you sell it for a high price. So. that's that's when you need to do a lot of research like you you want to know that uh like you know it, like there are nfts which is which are flippable and there are some nfts that you collect just collect to support someone or the, if you like the art you you can just collect as a collector so flipping me flipping is uh you sell something for a high price you buy and sell that's it okay got it so one final question is that uh you know for somebody who is listening to this episode right now who is really intrigued to you know list their art on a platform so what would be your advice to them as a fellow creator or collector just like as a whole what would you advise them i mean before even minting or if you have already minted like as an individual right so it doesn't have to be a big project you don't have to work on like 10000 pieces of art it can be five it can be two it can be at least one you can just mint it and you can start telling your story so on, on twitter you have this you know snowball effect like when when a lot of people are you know retweeting and liking it it it, it just grows you know so i mean someone would buy it if if they are interested in your story and where you're going and your ambition just uh, like speak your heart out like be real and it it'll just work out got it so to summarize it we can just say that you know you have to tell a story and tell the people what exactly is in their head while they're working on their art and then yeah. you know the interested people will of course invest in their art yeah it, it it doesn't need to have like it doesn't even have to be about the art 
can be about you a lot of our questions got ticked and we really yeah. have a chat with you because these were some of the things which we thought would be better coming from a creator who has been in this field a creator and a collector who has been in this field for a long time and who has a lot of experience that's why we really wanted to have you on the show and yeah so it was a really great time and thank you so so much for coming i guess i thank was thank you guys you, you know what i've been i've been rejecting podcast offers for like i don't know months like people are asking me but i'm shy you know so i'm like no <laughs> this is my first time we are very glad man we are so glad you agreed to do this and all the like you know you were saying that you're shy but the way you have answered all the questions we don't have any doubts anymore usually you know you have to dig in and you have to ask more questions and okay what do you mean by that but that wasn't needed at all everything was very clear i say i say thank you guys and good luck